Previously on The Player's World, Luz and Eli had a fight. It didn't end well. Eli found a secret room in his bedroom, and Ava and I had a fun sleepover. She gave me crackers. The next morning, Luz and I went to go and speak to a man named Professor Marbles. He's this neat scientist who's going to make us some cool gear out of monster parts. Ava and Eli had a heart-to-heart about their secrets, and Augustus found them and gave them a piece of paper from the hotel that said, Broadstead Museum Now. Let's get the mystery started in the player's world. marble hallways that stretched before us lay in the weight of silence. A silence that seems to stretch for an eternity. These hallways have sat like this, though, for quite some time. Quiet, but idle. Warm lamplights from the hallways exhibits illuminate patches of marble flooring in sequence. Some of the exhibits, each a nook adorned with warm lighting, a glass panel, a small plaque, and some sort of wax figurine behind, boast some strange sights to us. Mammals with extra limbs adorned with fine silk tunics, and primates with a third eye wielding ornate staffs. But we do not have time to inspect them before the silence that falls on these hallways is broken when a ghost-white elderly man with shock grey hair bursts around the corner and tumbles to the ground. We watch as he staggers to his feet and stumbles further down the hallway, clutching his abdomen as he goes. And we hear it now, soft at first. A vibrato of chittering and scuttling echoes from the hallways behind him. The elderly man bursts in through a set of double doors to his right, slams them shut and throws himself up against them. The man's breathing becomes more and more ragged and laboured as the chittering from behind the door grows louder and louder until something makes impact with the door, sending the elderly man jolting forwards and he just collects himself in time to dig his heels into the cool marble flooring and push back, barring whatever is trying to infiltrate. With one hand, he readjusts his glasses up his nose and the other hand clutches his abdomen that we now see oozes a green liquid between his fingers. Tears are welling up in his eyes and his breath slowly begins to shorten. And we hear the sound of the scuttling rear back and slam itself into the door again, sending the elderly man forward once more, knocking his glasses off and clattering to the floor. And he digs his heels in again and pushes backwards, grimacing in pain and coughing up now some of this green ooze that spills out 
trickling down his chin and onto his chest. He reaches into his breast pocket and dabs a handkerchief to the corners of his mouth as his breath shortens more. And it shortens to the point that we don't hear it. His feet slide out from under him and his knees fall flat to the floor. And he slumps over to his side. And the sound of scuttling from the behind the door rears back one final time and bursts forward. A mass of a dozen long, black, spindly limbs spill out from the cracks of the door, reaching out, and they drag the body back through the doorway and out of our sight. We're going to jump in here real quick uh, because last episode I stuffed up and I didn't recognize that Rainbow had even leveled up. I'm really sorry, Laura. I'm sorry. We just kind of addressed it and then we moved on, but we didn't really sort of go into it. So, Rainbow, you leveled up. Congratulations. Yay. <laughs> what move would you like to take? Or move or, or stat increase or what? What does is, what is Rainbow want to do for her level up? So, last time I rolled really well to chase the monster Mm -hmm. and i like chasing things as evidenced Mm. by my uh (laughs) flight for the tennis ball (laughs) while it might not make sense for me to actually learn to fly i have chosen to take a move from my playbook and get preternatural speed preternatural speed what does that do you go much faster than normal people when you chase or run take plus one ongoing Ooh, very cool now question is this gonna be when like this is for rainbow or is this for rainbow in werewolf form i was kind of hoping it could be both yep but i'll probably not be doing much chasing on two legs (laughs) yeah well i think uh i think yeah i think this just applies to rainbow if she ever does run she can still get this extra speed. Yeah, okay. And that plus one ongoing, is that just like for anything that you do, right, while you're doing this action? It says, when you chase, flee or run, take plus one ongoing. So I think only those actions. Okay. And maybe like the capture at the end of the chase if I do catch them. Okay. I don't know. I thought like, say if you were trying to chase somebody and then you wanted to attack them in some way, you would also get plus one. Mm, you know, I don't know. Or is it just for the act of trying to track them down or or run from i think in areas where they don't explicitly state it it's up to the keeper and the player's discretion yep okay cool yeah we'll we'll work through that as we sort of go through it very cool does anybody else have a secret level up that i don't know about i don't want to i don't want to do this again i feel so bad (laughs) what's everybody's xp at uh where are you up on um i have a three xp okay i got one you got one jojo one. Mm-hmm. And then obviously, um, Laura, you're at zero again. None is the loneliest number <laughs> you'll ever see. Two can be as bad as one. Oh, okay. We're going to end it. I ain't picking it up. I thought we were doing it. See, I'll leave me hanging. Don't know any more of the song. Oh, no, yeah, I don't either. <laughs> I've never heard that song in my life. What? <laughs> This is for old people only. Gavin, exclusive. Uh, I swear to God, audience, <laughs> I am not an old man. 
I love ripping on Gavin. You're so old, dude. <laughs> Alright, we'll have a discussion later. Back to the awesome role-playing. We return back in front of the dining hall where Ava has just read out the piece of parchment that Augustus has given her that has said, Broadsead Museum, now. And Augustus says, we need to, uh, we need to get the group together. Where are they? Where, where's, where's Luz and Rainbow? Uh, uh yeah. Don't really know. No, no idea. We gotta go, guys. We gotta go. We're kind of don't really know where they are. Like, I mean, I, I don't, we don't know. I think Bacchus is in the background and he's like, uh, oh, you mean Luz and Rainbow. They went up to uh, see Dr. Marbles. I think he wanted to show him something in, 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 in his lab. And Augustus is like, oh, my God, thank you. I, at this point, I really shouldn't be surprised that there's a person named Dr. Marbles, but somehow I still am. He's a brilliant man. You're going to love it when you meet him. But right now, I can't explain right now. I'll explain on the way, but we can't take the roller pod. It's going to be too slow. We need to take the Invisitrain. It's going to get us there quickest because the museum is all the way across town. I'm going to go outside and I'm going to stop the next Invisitrain that comes past. You guys have to go up to Dr. Marbles and get them here now. Uh, Where exactly is Dr. Marbles? Like where? It's and Augustus gives you the directions. Cool. So basically, just go left down the hallway to the nearest right. Augustus is already gone. He's already left. And he... yeah, I guess I guess we go. I still don't really like that he's dumping this on children. I mean, seriously, this would be highly illegal where we come from. Well, not all adults are perfect. Most adults aren't perfect. Fair. Okay, let's go. <laughs> we watch as Eli and Ava quickly race their way through the hallways of the hotel, following Augustus's every directions until they sort of go down a back hallway and then up a probably a little too dark stairwell and then down another hallway that doesn't really have any doors until they get to a big iron door uh, that is ajar. And inside you hear... Boop, 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 And then various crash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see a red flash just like... <laughs> <laughs> Back and forth from the doorway in his rainbow. Uh, from inside the room, Bun and Dr. Marbles were crouching over a table, and Dr. Marbles hears the noise from behind him and spins around and goes, ha, who, ha, Who's there? And he pulls out a gun and, like, shakily holds it at the door, like, who, Who's there? Holy shit. Ducks behind a corner. Ah. Put that thing down. Put it down. Put it down. Put it down. Put it down. Ah. Ava just has her hands up in the doorway. Sorry. Sorry. And he, he, he coats it. Don't. Go pointing a gun at people. What is wrong with you? Oh, it's fine. It's only loaded with tennis balls. Does it look like it could be loaded with tennis balls? Yeah, <laughs> when he pointed it at you, you saw down the barrel there's just one bright green tennis ball. Oh, guess I had a bit of an overreaction. He's a harmless old man. In the background, Rainbow <laughs> fucking barreled through a, <laughs> a table <laughs> full of like really, really delicate looking beakers and vials. And just <laughs> 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 after the ball. What the hell was that? Uh, I think that's Rainbow. I honestly can't tell. She's moving so fast. She's kind of blurry. I mean, I think. I can't be like 100% sure. Hey, 
rainbow yeah i want to just like get to a halt in the middle of a puddle of some kind of science goo just be like oh hello ava and then the ball bounces back again and i'm just like oh hang on and then i'm gonna start chasing it again (laughs) (laughs) wait so what is this i kind of didn't catch it last time what does this laboratory look like so uh as you sort of now (laughs) take a moment to take in the view around you uh the room that you're standing in is just like wall to wall adorned with shelves and small tables that have measuring instruments on it that have like a, a numerous amount of dials and knobs. And there are beakers filled with strange luminescent glowing liquids. Uh, there are a couple of glass cases that have like weird preserved things in them. On one side of the wall is just completely covered with a series of cogs. That are just like all moving intricately. Far out. That are all moving intricately, intertwiningly. Is there any like machines or anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's like a bunch of cords and leads that are going from like like one table is just like pure machinery, and that leads into a table that is like hooked up to beakers, and then it it goes from that table into another table of like more machinery, and it's all just like all hooked up around around the room. Eli seeing the various parts of machinery and also stuff and like he goes into trades a lot as as his, at his normal job mm-hmm. machines mm-hmm. and uh, his two favorite are definitely machinery and wood carving mm-hmm. uh, but just looking at all the machinery is just like He's thinking of so many OSHA violations that this is going against, but also is fascinated <laughs> machine at the same time. It's like, oh man, so this connects to that and that does this. Oh, but that's really rusty. So that one goes. So he needs to change two bolts on that, change squires to that, and he's used some electric cables there. It just like goes off and it's like, okay, so <laughs> on the other side of the room, we've got Dr. Marbles who turns to Bun now and it's like, at least more of your friends. Uh, Ava's my friend. Oh, I see. Oh! How does this rail split connector go to here? Because it looks like it's a little bit loose. It's gotta go through an AC adapter. Can you see? It's right there. Oh, so it hooks up to there. It's like there. Okay, but... Wait, so then how does the power get fed from there to uh, that piece right here, which obviously is going into the beaker system? Because, like, there's a couple things that aren't letting up. Eli. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh, uh, hey. We are not uh, bound by your stupid non-magical quote-unquote rules. So maybe mind your own business. Listen. <laughs> okay, geez, I'm sorry. I'm just fascinated by all the machines that are similar to some of the things that are uh, uh, from, where, from where I come. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. So if... I'm interested in anything. I'm weird. But if you're interested in anything, oh, it's fine. There's, there's a no difference. There's a difference between. No, it's there's, not. Shut there's, up. You got a point. Let me finish my. Okay. There's a difference between being interested in machinery and science and a difference between rolling yourself around in cow blood to try and weave out a monster. I was being practical. How was rolling in cow blood practical? I was going to bait the monster. You. And risk your life? What the hell is wrong with you? Why would you use yourself as bait? At least I'm braver than you. Oh. Dr. Marbles slams down his hand on the table. This is a place of science, not a place of bickering. I will not have that here in my laboratory. Do I make myself clear? And he turns to you, Luz. So can it? She started. Grow up. Dr. Marbles, exactly what kind of science do you do? 
complicated science stuff. You wouldn't get it. I mean, you're probably right, but still. <laughs> Try and explain I mean, it. I get most of the machinery stuff, but chemistry is out of my range. Wait, by, by the way, when he started raising his voice at her, Luz, like, froze up and backed away and just is staring at the ground now. Mm-hmm. Wait, what were we here for again? Basically, Augustus approached us. Um, he got news from the fireplace that we need to go to the broad dead museum like now um so he's downstairs hailing an invisible train and he sent us to get you guys you guys look in the doorway and eli's like yeah we gotta go and he's still wearing his pajamas i'm gonna just shove past him and like start walking at this point i would like to finally catch the ball Roll act under pressure. Okay. <laughs> and you get plus one, apparently. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> Spend luck point. That's a six plus a two plus a one. Act under pressure is... Cool? Uh, yes. Plus another one! That means it's a partial success at... No, wait! That's a ten. Yeah. Yes! Uh... Rainbow, this ball was like boop, 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 bouncing right for this huge glass case and you go careering towards it and you skid and reach your arm out and quickly grab the ball right before it and you were about to just shatter into this thing. You have finally caught the perpetually bouncing tennis ball and it vibrates in your hand right now, just like the, uh, like the golden snitch. I am two seconds away from throwing it again so I can chase it before I realize that everyone else is in the room. <laughs> um uh rainbow yes uh i think we gotta go go where i like to we go. gotta go to a museum i think the fireplace gave us another mission oh uh, all right well let's go before uh everyone exits uh eli wants to be the last and looks over to dr marbles and asks like um so you know this. I know this is an amazing room full of lots of machinery and some science that I don't really understand. But I think you. You wouldn't happen to know anything about magic, too, would you? Or are you a pure science guy? Yeah, you look over and Doctor Marbles is like he's already picked up a broom and he's already sweeping up the clamoring mess that Rainbow's caused trying to chase his tennis ball. And uh, he just kind of doesn't really look up at you. He's still like sweeping, and he says. Yes, I've dabbled in magic uh, all throughout my career, boy. What is it you want? Can I ask you maybe for a favor later on in exchange for a favor? He stops. And now he turns to you. A favor? Yeah. Hmm. What is it you want? Um, I don't have a lot of time, but just yesterday, experienced my first magic. It's kind of freaking me out a bit. Uh-huh. And it's been very scary and very shocking, and I don't know anything about it. So if there's a way like you could diagnose me with maybe like and explain just a little bit of maybe how my magic works, and that would make me feel a little bit more calm about what it is and maybe how to control it. Huh. Because it doesn't feel normal. It kind of feels scary. And you say this is for a favor. Yes, you inspect my body and help me figure out what's going on, and I give you a favor in return. He reaches his foot out beside him, scoots out a stool, and says, uh, 
hurry up and take a seat. This won't take long. And he starts to go around to the other side of the room. And uh, he's now putting on another series of more like sterile surgical gloves in a way. Um, oh, geez. He's beginning to gather like some beakers uh, and just some other utensils. Uh, I'm going to go out the door and say and yell to Ava, hey, I'm going to be a minute. If you guys need to go without me, then please do so. Then I'm going to close the door behind me and step further because in Eli's mind, this is more important. Wait, before you do that, I want to like stick my arm in through the door as you're closing it and go, oh, here's your ball back. And it's still like vibrating in my hand. Uh, Rainbow, as you're sort of about to, you're wanting to pass this across, uh, Dr. Marbles turns and says, oh, it's okay. I've got a million of those. You can keep it. Just vibrating as intensely as the ball and happiness. <laughs> Thank you. That's so wonderful of you. You're welcome. Good luck at the museum. I won't take long here with, uh, what did you say your name was? I'm, uh, I'm Eli. All right. I won't be long. I opened the door so Rainbow's arm isn't stuck anymore. Uh, Rainbow, mm-hmm. add one perpetually bouncing tennis ball to your inventory. <laughs> You've got this thing. So, yeah, I head over to Dr. Marbles. Yeah, you scoot down at the stool that he pulled out for you. Like, this is second nature to him. Like, he's not even really, like, properly paying attention to you. Like, he's done this a million times. He grabs your left arm and places it face up uh, on the table. So the dark spot that was kind of glowing, that kind of that was kind of like going away beforehand, is like Mm -hmm. it's there now, but it's in kind of like it's a very small four-pronged star-shaped pattern that's on that's on the like the capillary and the wrist, and it's just very small, but it is black and it's there. Yeah. So Doctor Marbles like rolls your sleeve up or whatever and starts to slap this elastic band around your forearm and sees it. And he looks up at you, Eli, like less than a foot from your face. And you see like the the wrinkly face of this man as he stares at you through these like black goggles. Curious. And he looks back down at your arm and takes a small, like, cylindrical utensil and just just jabs your forearm real quick. And you feel this very tiny little prick. And then we look at this cylindrical utensil, and it was this, like, glass beaker that is full of liquid, and a small, tiny drop of your blood fills up this beaker. And at first, it is the inky red fluid that you would, that you would expect, a, a drop of blood. And then it turns black. And the blackness consumes the water. Like the, the, the inky cloud of blackness then grows and grows until it completely fills up the entirety of this small container. So I'm not a scientist or a doctor, but I don't think that's normal. Mm. And you can see now that he's just kind of frowning at it. Well, or is this normal for magic people? I'm not people? too sure what this is. Look, I'm not too sure exactly. You'll have to leave it with me. I think your friends want you to go, but um, this is giving me something to look at. Thank you, Eli. Uh, uh, okay. Close the door on your way out, and he rips off his gloves and starts picking up the broom again and starts sweeping. And rubs this place where he pricked. There's just a small little pinprick point there. Uh, it's here. It's kind of funny because it's already healed. It's like, ah, uh, okay. Just walks 
gets to the door, looks back at the beaker. And it's almost like something looks back at him for a flash of a second. Now I'm just imagining things. Opens the door, closes it, and heads his way to the rest of the group. We catch up with the others. What what have you guys been doing in this like one minute gap? I just really don't get the difference between clothes you wear and clothes you sleep in. Why is this a problem? I think it depends on who you ask. Some people sleep and do day stuff in the same clothes. Others prefer to change. It just depends on your preference. I personally prefer to change. I've never had any clothes to change into. It's just the one set. If you would like some, you can have some of mine. The last time I borrowed clothes, they did not have a good uh, time. Ava just like waves her hand at you. I'm not worried about it, honestly. Clothes are replaceable. If you want some, you can have some, really. That's very generous of you. If you if you don't mind, I would like to try it. Yeah, yeah. She uh, gestures for Rainbow to follow her into the room because she's going to be changing too. Ava, do you mind if Luz comes? No, yeah, Luz can come. I mean, Luz can borrow some clothes if she wants. Uh, I think she's gonna just silently follow. Oh, I'm party in Ava's room! You're involved. <laughs> but I ain't saying a word. I'm just following. Luz, did you see this ball? Yep. Do you like it? Excitedly just, like, showing it to you. Yeah, it's great. Do you... Do you want to throw it? Um, I mean, would it... I think... I think we gotta go to the museum soon. Hmm. I don't know if we should waste time. I'll do it later if we're in the woods and we resolve everything. We can have a day, I guess. <sighs> I feel like you guys could change and um, I'm just gonna go. So I'll see you. You seem like you're not feeling great. Are you all right? Nope. And I'm going to start walking away. <laughs> Woos. Ava's yelling at you from the top of the stairs. Nah, I'm good. I'll, I'll discuss it later. We got to go to the museum. Can I lock the door of my own room from the inside to keep people from getting out, Sam? I, yeah, we did discuss that. And that, that is a thing. But the lock is on the inside, so. I mean, she'd be able to get out. It just like Eli and Luz bump into each other in the hallway. <laughs> the worst oh, no. thing. Oh no. Do you want that to happen? Oh no, please don't. Do you want that to happen? I'm fine with what you want. Oh no. Alright, let's get oh, some no. heated arguments going on. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so just like cut to freaking Luz opening the door and Eli's walking towards his room, but he's on like the left side of the hallway for some reason, and the door wham smacks into his face. <laughs> Oh, is he is he still there? Is he still there? Is he, is he against the wall where the door slammed him? <laughs> He's like a pancake. <laughs> no, no, please, is he? Uh, sure. Let's go with that. Knocked him back into the wall. So oh, my nose. I'm going to oh. I'm going to see that the door hit him and I'm going to slam it towards him again and walk away. <laughs> 
Why can't we be friends? Why uh, can't we be friends? Should I roll tough? <laughs> yeah, roll plus tough. Oh yeah, I love this. I want to chase after her to see if she's okay. Ten. Bullshit, man. Three <laughs> in the face. Oh, ow. I'm speed walking away, and as I realize people are following me, I'm going to start jogging, and then I'm going to start sprinting. Nah, fuck that. I'm chasing you. <laughs> as everyone is running after Luz and completely ignoring my safety, I just hang up a bird and go into my room to change. Yeah, everyone steps over you in the hallway. We watch as Luz slams open the door, smacking Eli in the face. Luz, seeing what she's done, goes for another wham, and then steps over Eli and runs down the hallway, immediately followed by Rainbow, who just steps over Eli and takes after Luz. Uh, and Ava stays behind. Do, do I take harm from that? Yeah, Eli, mark one harm as your, your nose is bleeding a little bit. All right. My Ooh, nose is officially broken. Story. God, teenagers, man. Eli did this. <laughs> Children are monsters. You're enforcing it. <laughs> Character growth. I um, I got a nine to chase lose. Okay, I think Rainbow, you do catch up to lose, but it is as she is like just about to sort of head out the front doors of the hotel, but you do sort of catch her in the doorway. Lose. Not out of breath at all. <laughs> <laughs> what? Not to make you unhappy, but I think that was a little bit rude. I don't think that that was okay. And maybe when you feel better and like that you're in a better place, you could try to apologize for what you did. And then he'll snark at me. I know the pattern with everyone that hurts me in some way everyone does the same thing no one cares about Luz if Luz apologizes then they don't care they're just gonna snark 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 sometimes smack 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 no one cares no one cares so I think people should let me deal with things how I want to it's, I'm, it's not like I'm gonna do that to everybody but he he did he did so much to me already, and I only knew him for maybe a day. And I I don't care if he feels pain. I'll just say that. I think he deserves it. Okay? Well, I think we should go to the museum now so other people uh, don't die. Okay? If I was a wolf, my ears would be down a little bit. I'm sorry. You can't control how other people are going to react. And the only person whose actions you can control are yours. I can't, though. I don't think that's true. You're very in control of yourself. You don't get it. Can you just leave me alone? I want to go. I want to go help other people since I clearly can't help myself. I think you can. But I don't get it. You're right. Can you explain it to me? No. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. Don't think I'm mad at you. I, I really don't want you to think I'm mad at you, but... <sighs> you do smell very angry, but that's fine. You explained you weren't mad at me. I appreciate that. 
Yeah, and I like you. I like Ava. It's just... You guys don't remind me of my parents. Or... I, I don't want to talk about that. You guys... Whatever. Alright. Museum now. Luz, can I say one thing? What? I'm sorry. I hope this doesn't make you mad at me, but... You seem like you're not happy. And I think that you don't like being not happy. And I just thought that maybe no one ever said to you that it was okay to become someone new. You know, if you don't like how you are now, you can just kind of change. Or or maybe transition's a better word. It's okay to be someone new. People tried to make me change. I don't think I need to. I got forced to change. And I... <sighs> I don't care what anyone thinks anymore. I just want to be myself now. And I... I can't do things like people can, okay? I think you just need to accept that. And I need to accept that. Eli needs to accept that when he calls me weird all the time. I know I'm a freak. I don't think you're a freak. I'll just say that that's not common. I really want to go to the museum now, Rainbow. Okay, let's go. I'm sorry if I made you uncomfortable. I don't think that you should change. I think that you should be who you want to be. <sighs> Thanks. I think Ava stops, like, moves the door. Oh, my nose. Just, like, on the ground there, lying, holding his nose. She crouches down and is like, ooh, that looks bad. Is it broken? Uh, you know, you're asking the wrong person. But, uh, give me a minute. And she rushes inside and... Oh, that that part moved. Yes. She gets towels for him and, like, offers them. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Well. Oh, wait, who hit me with the door? I didn't even see. I'll give you one guess. Uh, okay, listen. I am freaking... Uh, yes, I insulted her a few times. Yes, I called her weird a few times. You know what I also tried to do? I tried to apologize a couple times, but apparently she ain't taking it and just wants to smash my face in with a freaking door. Ava stands up and offers you a hand. Thank you. You know, sometimes people don't get along. But I think that's because they're both coming from different places. If that makes sense. (sighs) Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Well, she physically assaulted me with a door. Yeah, she did. I mean, I'm not going to fault her for that. And you have a right to be mad. (laughs) Yes, I am mad. But I want to be on terms with her. And even though I've been trying and trying and trying... She keeps, like, already got her opinion locked on on me, and apparently she can't change her freaking mind. Then talk to her. I tried, but she won't listen to me. Continue to try. I feel like, I feel like if I continue to try, then I'm going to get our freaking broken nose. Then maybe some boundaries need to be set. 
maybe you need to have a mediator there. Rainbow. Rainbow. Yes. <laughs> but Eli, if you want to be friends with her... I at least want to be able to speak to her without her freaking going off on me like she did in the lab. You gotta keep trying. I know it sucks, and obviously more harm at this point has been done than good, but I think if that's what you want, you gotta keep going. Maybe I should let her give give her a little bit of space first before I try going in, because she has seemed quite pissed today. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I guess I'll go get changed, and you guys can meet Augustus. And uh, I mean, Ava even hasn't had a chance to change. Everything happened. Oh, yeah. You're, we're both NPJs. Yeah. Me too, but I'm already gone. Is it fair to okay to say that I hate this place? Yeah, that's fair. It hasn't exactly been the best experience for, well, I could say both of us. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Well, I'll meet you downstairs. <laughs> yeah, I will too. <laughs> I was going to say we watch as Eli never get ready, but no, we don't. We don't do that. We stay outside the hallway and watch as Eli and Ava go into their rooms to get ready. And then they come out and we sort of jump forward in time to we're down in the street. And you guys step out into like the main street uh, beyond these doors of this hotel. Luz has seen this before, uh, but we've never actually been outside the front doors of the hotel before. Immediately before you is this like half to like almost full size football field open plan garden area that's also like a, a main passageway uh, that is bordered by these like s- sort of sky rise uh, like apartment buildings I guess um, and this sort of like central park area uh, in the center of it has a, a a clock tower in the middle of it and we gaze up at this clock tower and the time reads like quarter past nine in the morning But in front of that, and directly in front of like the, the bottom of the these uh, these stairwells at the front of the hotel, is uh, is a bit of a scene. So on one side, Bacchus is like straining both of his feather wings out either side of him, trying to hold nothing open. That he is like. <laughs> And then off to the other side, Augustus has uh, is chauffeuring the last of, of a crowd onto the side of the street. And the crowd is pretty, like, upset and disgruntled. And as you guys are kind of filing at the bottom of the stairs, you see Augustus just kind of speaking to this group. And he's trying to sort of woo the crowd, I guess, if you want to put it that way. Like, he's trying to sort of calm them down. And it's sort of not working. And he kind of uh, grabs his temples. And then he reaches into his breast pocket and he pulls out the blue pendant that we have seen a couple times now. And we see the blue pendant just kind of twinkle, just a little bit. And then one by one, the people in this crowd just start to, their faces start to soften, their demeanor begins to become more placid and less sort of upset. And eventually Augustus sort of calms them down and they they then sort of go on their own way. And you guys make your way to the bottom of the landing of the stairs and he turns back to you and says, oh, okay, good. Thank you for finally coming. Okay, everybody see you're uh, still in pajamas a little bit. That's okay. I think we just need to, uh, I think we just need to go. The quickest way we need to get to the museum, it is all the way across town. And the quickest way there is through the Invisitrain. And he gestures towards Bacchus, who is still just like... 
trying to hold open like nothing like there's nothing there but he's just like straining to hold something open and uh and augustus kind of like ushers you towards where bacchus is and he's like now listen i can i can try operate this thing i've never have before i've seen it done i guess everybody has but uh i i guess i guess this is it are you all ready uh wait so you're having us on wait what bacchus what are you holding <laughs> you look over at Bacchus and he's still like trying to press press something open. He's like, I'm holding the doors! Hurry, please! Why can't we Why? Oh, please! And his feathers are like shaking now. I'm going in. Yeah, you guys watch as Luz ducks underneath Bacchus's wings and steps up on something. And then takes another step and goes a little higher and another step until she's about maybe four foot off the ground in front of you. Luz is just standing held up by nothing. What the fuck? Oh my God, please hurry. Come on. Eli hesitantly ducks under. Watch your step. Ava mimics the movements. Yeah, I I think for Eli and Ava, you guys kind of like trip and bump on a step. That is not there, but it is there. And you kind of like have to collectively find where the grooves are properly. And, and you ascend upwards. Does there anyone need me to hold their hand? Ava raises her hand. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad I could be of service. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Ava, as you stick your hand up, your hand actually fits perfectly into a hand holder right above you. And you feel you feel it kind of uh, wrap. No. You feel the weight kind of in your palm and you clasp your hand and yeah, you're, you're holding on to like a little support thing. Actually, I think I got it, but thank you, Luz. Oh, there it is. Here, Eli, I can help you. I'm being a decent human person. Don't snark at me. Rainbow, please get on you, please. And it's like the tiniest little gap now and Bacchus is like struggling to hold it open. And then, Rainbow, you duck under Bacchus's uh, wings right as they sort of give out at the last second and they pff, slam shut and his feathers are caught in the door and he's like <sighs> silently screaming into nothing. And you can see him mouthing like curse words, but like you don't hear it. You hear like elevator music. <laughs> <laughs> we see him mouthing like a bunch of obscenities and Gus is just kind of like, Ooh, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> and you uh, you actually look along the side of the sort of the sidewalk and, and the, the invisible train that you guys are on. And Augustus uh, swings himself up onto one of the ends and you see him kind of like mime close a door and then roll down a window and he's just like standing maybe like 10 meters uh in, in sort of in front of you guys to the side and he's like all right i uh i don't know how really to do this i'm just gonna start pulling levers and see if we see if we can get it going wait, wait, all right, wait, wait. Just, you've never piloted this thing before just hang on just hang on guys and you just see him start like reaching around for like nothing since i'm sorry if this messes up your scene but does do you think Luz might be able to know something hmm <laughs> yes okay i think uh i can't even roll sharp no i think Luz, you've caught the invisitrain a bunch of times that you've you can see the conductor who sits up in the front carriage uh because again it is invisible walls you can just see them mm-hmm. and their hand motions and you know where the levers are but you see that augustus is just like reaching in the wrong place for them right now 
Hold on, I can help you, because I'm being a decent person. Don't snark at me. And I'm going <laughs> to walk up and start... Uh, now, this is a different Louis than we first met. <laughs> I'm going to start uh, uh, pulling just the right things. <laughs> yeah, Louis, I think you go to the front of the carriage and you scoot into the chair and like just mindlessly start pulling and pushing all of these levers and knobs around that are not there, but they are there. And Augustus just kind of... Uh, oh, Ooh. And... The rest of you feel this jolt as you sway back and forth uh, as Luz now putters the Invisitrine out from the sidewalk and it follows a set of rails that you can see are like directly underneath your feet, like a set of uh, train tracks. And you're off. You start whizzing through through the city. And Augustus just kind of scratching the back of his head says, Ugh, God, I'm glad I have you. Hmm. <laughs> She actually has, like, a genuine smile now. <laughs> She's like, oh. I think Ava is really struggling with this concept. She is just looking around, like, confused as all can be. Like, where is everything? Yeah. How? And, like, was it made... And then turned invisible, or was it made invisible and then turned, uh... I think that you rely too much on your eyes to see things. I like that we can look at the other passengers, too. Look! And I'm gonna wave at Luz and Augustus in the front and just be like, and imagine if there were a whole bunch of people sitting here. We could see all of them. So, even though you can't see the train, you can see all of your friends. So, can we can see each other, but can people on the street see us, or do they just not see anything? Yeah. You guys already encountered the Invisitrain when you were on your way out towards uh, the cabin. Um, as you were driving through the city streets, a, a group of people all filed in, like, four rows, all, like, careered past you and just, like cascaded like far faster than uh, than what the rollerpod was traveling at that was an invisitrain that was one of them okay thank you for putting two and two together for me that's okay right. yeah that's fine hey um so rainbow you know how well do you know Luz? how well does anyone know anyone else based on how long they've known each other oh how long is enough it depends on what you're asking usually what are you asking well you know lose like in general like how much you know about her i don't know i think i know her okay okay so if someone was hypothetically trying to approach lose to apologize her but kept getting shot down at every single turn how do you think one would go about trying to apologize to her i feel like this isn't a hypothetical question um if i was going to do it I would be very calm, and I would smile, and I would stand very still, because she feels kind of like a rabbit a little bit. And while rabbits are fun to chase, if you want to actually touch them and be friends with them, you have to be slow and gentle with them. So I think that you should be harmless. Well, she already thinks that I'm harmless, so I think I got that stuff covered. No, I don't think she does. You sure? She did smash my face in with a door. I don't think that you attack things that are harmless unless you want to eat them. I think you attack things that are dangerous to you. 
Not dangerous to lose, am I? Well, you have been aggressive to lose. That was one night last night. It's been 24 hours. Things can change in more time. Okay, but have you known Luz long enough for her to know that's not who you are? Eli is scratching his head trying to figure out how to answer this question. Because if all you've ever done is be combative with her, how does she know that you can be anything else? Eli's struggling to think of times where he wasn't combative with her and he can't think of any. You know, you're really smart because that makes 100% sense. So how do you go about approaching someone who only sees you as a danger towards them? I think that you're a very thoughtful person because I don't think that you would have come up to this point on your own. So I think that you should be thoughtful and kind to her and maybe Ava and I can help. So kind of like do it passively, kind of like open the door when she's going to walk through, she drops something, pick it up for her, give it to her, maybe buy her a sandwich. I feel like since she sees you as aggressive, she could see that as passive aggressive. Yeah. Ava, what do you think? Oh, that's easy. A side stance. Ex- a what? Side stance. What's that? When you stand kind of catty corner to someone. Like, you know how when you talk to people, a lot of times you stand face on and talking to them? Ava, like, turns towards you, like, face to face, like, full frontal, like, body. And she's like, like this, right? This is how you normally talk to people. Yeah. This can be seen as combative. So maybe, like, turning to the side, and that can allow, and, like, she takes a step back and kind of tilts her body a little bit, and it gives you a passage to be able to get away if, like, that's what you want to do. So, like, this way, it gives them the choice to talk to you, or if they decide now is not a good time, they can go right by you. Letting them choose to talk to you and not facing them front on, because that can be kind of threatening. Here's the thing. That's how you would approach the situation. In Rainbow, (laughs) you said how you would approach the situation. But I don't think we've really discussed how I would approach the situation. Well, tell us. How would you, Eli? (sighs) Eli tries to think back at times where Mags were really mad at him. Or he accidentally stole stole cargoes with cars. Or broke one of Zach's machines that he was working on for a long time. Well, what I normally do, and then the train... Stops as we probably have gotten to the museum by now. So we see as this train pulls away, we start to leave the large park that we were in and we begin to head through different parts of the city and we start to get a feel for what Broadstead really is. Uh, one section of the city that we go through is city markets that are that are starting to open up because it's only the day is only sort of just beginning and you can see uh shopkeepers propping up canvas tents with large poles uh we can't really see exactly what they're what they're selling as we sort of whiz past them but we go to another part of the city that are just lined with like a number of different coffee shops and lavish boutique stores 
And then we enter into a business district where very important looking people in suits begin to start their day and, and probably discussing finance. <laughs> and then we leave that section of the city as well. And the Invisitrain goes past a very particular part of the city that Luz is quite familiar with. Luz, you see us zip past a place that you frequent quite recently, Raven's Rags, uh, a local sort of downtown laundromat. And we zip past that again and we go sort of towards into more residential quarters of the city. And while the buildings in this part of the city are much more bleak than other parts, we look up and it is just a sea of color above us as clothesline are weaving webs between the buildings above us. And I have to also reiterate that there is no roof, that we can just simply look up and we are just staring at this colorful web of clothing that uh, that the members of Broadstead wear. <laughs> Such a dumb sentence. I hate when I do that. And perhaps we'll go past like another business park. And it's kind of at this point, you know, as all this is happening, um, Augustus is sitting up the front with you, Luz, and he's just sort of like chatting to you like, uh, how was, uh, you know, how, how was your night, Luz? How was, I hope you had to have a, a good breakfast. I'm sorry that we had to sort of pick up things very, very quickly, uh, very quickly here this morning. <sighs> but did you, uh, did you get enough rest? I got like two hours, maybe. <sighs> I'll tell you what, that's two hours more than I got. I didn't sleep a wink. Mm. I mean, my face is sore because, you know, uh, ju- just because of my scabs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. My eyes are sore, Luz. I'm getting old. <laughs> I can feel my age. Enjoy your young youth vibrancy while you can, believe me. And he kind of stretches his back and kind of rubs a, like his lower back where he must sort of be sore. Enjoy the... F- <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. Now's not the time. <laughs> you know if uh, Raven's Rags is open, uh, kind of latish at night. I think it is. I have a friend there, and I I could really use a good chat. The laundromat. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I I think it's uh, news. I didn't know you had. I'm sorry if this comes across uh, as as a little bit sort of rude, but I haven't really seen you spend much time outside the hotel. I didn't know you had other friends. Tell me about them. Uh, You know, there's the there's the dude that runs it named Damien. Um, He's cool. He runs the laundromat. Yeah. Yeah. You you would like him. I sure do. He's a good friend of mine. Hits me up with uh, a nice drink of uh, uh, detergent. Lose. Now I need to be explicit here. Please do not eat or drink or otherwise ingest cleaning products of any kind. Soap, detergent, hand soap, hand sanitizer, bleach. It's very good. It's very good for the body. Uh, I know light. They're going to work with light. It's going (laughs) to... Get in there. <laughs> Disinfecting. <laughs> Luz, you don't drink the detergent, do you? What about it? You know, like, it's, it's, it's not poisonous. It's, 
It's well, it's tasty. It tastes like fresh linens. Okay. Well, uh, your friends does sound interesting. I would be I would be interested to meet Damien if um, if you ever want somebody to sort of uh, accompany you to the laundromat. Oh, and if you ever need to relax, maybe even get your, uh, you know, uh, get some energy up, then I could hit you up with that detergent. You'd like it. It's edible. Augustus puts a hand on your shoulder, Liz, and is like, we'll see how we go. Yeah. You know that uh, linen smell? That's really, really good. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. Detergent really uh, trans transforms you into something great if you catch my drift <laughs> because it's so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By this point, you have like well and truly gone past the laundromat, so it is like it was not even relevant to the conversation at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I think, like, as you guys are sort of chatting, um, you you round one last corner, um, and up ahead, there is a large grey stone building on the corner of one of these blocks, and uh, Augustus says, oh, brilliant, okay, I think, I think we're getting close. <sighs> now, if this is anything like uh, what we had to do with the cabin, at least the museum isn't very visited it's a uh, it's a bit of an older place you know not many people are really interested in 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 history so fingers crossed hey guys i have a suggestion um you should uh you know help us this time um sure okay uh, but let's, and you can see Gus like reaching towards uh, one of the levers and the museum is like right there right now. And he's like, I think we actually need to sort of get to the the museum right now. And he starts like pulling at some levers and the train starts to accelerate a little bit. Oh, oh God, I, 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 I need to wait, lose the I museum. Think, uh, the emergency lever. Uh, I think this stop that we heard before in the conversation, instead of the stop, it is like a screeching hole as the, the three of you are like thrown forwards. Oh. And uh, we hear this enormous screeching of metal on rails beneath us. And we can see some sparks flying up underneath our feet as the train slowly grinds to a seizing halt. And Augustus kind of like collects himself on the dashboard and says, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Louise. I just didn't want to. And he's looking back now. He sees the pile of the three of you probably all like clumped up and entangled on each other. But Augustus is looking past that. He's looking past the three of you and we see what Augustus spots. And he spots at the bottom of the stairs leading into the museum a couple who walk up the stairs and make their way in. Oh my god. <laughs>